podcast people, how's it going? This is Azrin, the language nerd here. I'm the owner of the Calgary Language Nerds and welcome to today's podcast episode. First and foremost, as I'm recording this episode today, it is December 21st. And so I would like to say, I hope everyone's having a a happy holiday season. And I hope that everyone has a wonderful time with their their friends and or family uh, this Christmas Eve and or this Christmas. If you don't celebrate Christmas, well, Regardless, I hope you have a wonderful week. I hope you have a wonderful weekend and have fun doing whatever you'll be doing on this weekend when you're not celebrating Christmas. <laughs> Myself, uh, I won't be doing anything special for Christmas this year. I often will do things with my family, but this time around, things are just really different with COVID. So for example, and not just COVID actually, even just in my family, things are different. For instance, a lot of my family members are traveling right now. They're out of town. On my dad's side, there are two people that often organize the, the Christmas parties, but um, they just had some babies. And so I don't think they're going to be organizing anything. And my grandparents used to organize something on my dad's side, but they've moved into a smaller place. They've got some personal things going on with health and this, that, the other thing. And so I don't think they're going to organize anything. So long story short, it looks like I'm going to have a quiet, a quiet Christmas this year, which is which is fine by me. I got a couple of weeks off right now. I'm not doing much teaching this week or next week. And so I'm going to take advantage to rest, take some take some more time for me, and work on some elements of my business that I typically wouldn't have a chance to work on. So that's pretty exciting for me and I'm definitely looking forward to it. Now, there are a few things that I would like to talk about today. The first one has to do with a meeting that I had with someone a few days ago. In fact, this individual is a podcast listener. His name is Marco. So shout out to Marco from Italy. And we were discussing his journey of learning English. He has been putting in, he has been studying English very intensively for the past year and a half. Every day of the week, he has done approximately three to four hours of English study. And he's done a good job with his English study too. Some people put in time. Some people are quite dedicated in terms of how much time they put into learning a language, but the methods they're using are not necessarily the most effective. Now, Marco is not one of those people. He has been doing lots of listening practice. He's been doing daily speaking practice with somebody who lives in America. He has been reading in English. He's been doing a great, a great job. I was impressed both with his level in English when I was speaking with him, and with how he has been going about learning English. And he scheduled a meeting with me. It was himself and one other person. There's three of us in this meeting. And I was helping both of them with the language learning uh, questions that they have. And Marco was sharing with me that lately, when he's doing his studying, he's finding that he's tired and the information's not sticking in his brain. So I told him, I was like, Marco, maybe you need to take a break. You've been studying intensively for a year and a half. Maybe you should take two weeks off or take three weeks off. And both of the people in the meeting, Marco and the other individual, both of them looked pretty surprised. And they said, the other individual in the meeting even said to me, is that okay? Is it okay to take a break? Wow, I'm surprised to hear you say that. And the way I view it is if you've been studying a language intensively, four hours a day, three hours a day, and it's been a year and a half, and now you're feeling a little bit tired, 
it's okay to take a break. In fact, it's probably recommended to take a break. Every now and then, taking a break is a good thing. Every now and then. It's if you've been working pretty hard. I know this one individual that was telling me that he needs a break right now. He needs like a proper break because he hasn't had a proper break from his life from his life in God, whatever it's been, 10 years. But this is an individual who I disagree with because I know this person and this person has been doing essentially nothing productive for 10 years. Like literally nothing really that productive. And they've been sort of stuck in life and and they've already they basically just had four months of a break anyway with doing nothing and just kind of chilling out. So this is the kind of person I would go, I don't think you need a break. I think that's an excuse for other problems in your life right now. You're trying to hide from other problems. And that happens in language learning too. So I don't think taking a break is right for people that weren't actually working pretty hard on the language that they're trying to learn. But if you were putting in a lot of putting in a lot of effort and it's been over a year, for crying out loud, sure, take two weeks off. You're not going to become less fluent. You're not, it's you're not going to forget. In fact, your brain's probably going to process a lot of what you've learned. And it might even get deeper into your brain. And not to mention, if you take a strategic break, a strategic break, meaning you take a break, but you in that break for 30 minutes every day or every couple of days, you you sit down and reflect upon the studies you were doing over the past year, year and a half. And you reflect upon it. You reflect upon what strategies did you use that worked? What strategies did you use that didn't work? How much have you progressed? Have you progressed? What areas of your language learning are you still struggling with? What are you now really good at? And reflect and start to make a plan for after your break, what you're going to do. That way you can get, you can use that two week break or three week break to actually get more motivated. And then when you're off your break, you're re-energized, you're motivated, you're clear on your goals, you're clear on what steps you're going to take. And all of a sudden the two or three weeks off was very productive. I enjoy doing this myself. I'm doing that right now with my work life, not so much with languages, but with my work life over the next two weeks when I'm not teaching nearly as much. So I, I would highly recommend that. It's definitely something to think about and act on, I think, as well. Don't just think about it. Many of you need to act on that. Um, and I think it will it will benefit you. It will benefit you greatly. On a similar topic, I think we need to talk about I think we need to talk about dedication and accountability. If December has shown me something, it has shown me that many language learners struggle with doing what they intended to do. Let me explain where this is coming from. I've made some changes with certain students. I'm testing a few things in terms of how I teach and how quickly I can get language learners to progress in their target language. And one of the things that I've done with a few of my students is we've implemented with their, uh, with them agreeing, in fact, with them agreeing to do this and thinking it's a good idea, uh, some extra accountability with their language learning. This accountability is in the form of them sending me this document every week, outlining what their what they intended to do to improve in their target language and what they actually did. Then there's a little analysis section to go, well, what held you back from 
doing what you intended to do if you were not able to do what you intended to do? And what were some things that maybe helped you to do what you intended to do? What were some things that actually helped you? What were some things that held you back? And it's, it's a short little form. It takes about 15, 20 minutes to fill out, something like that. It could take longer if you really sat there and thought about it, but 15, 20 minutes is probably sufficient. And it's crazy because number one, I'm shocked to see how often people don't send me the form and I have to follow up with them and they go, oh yeah, I forgot. Oh my goodness, you're right. Or, oh, I was sick. Or, oh, well, this, oh, that, oh, this happened. Oh, that happened. Or when they do send it, to see that the norm is for people to not do what they intended to do. That's the norm. It's not like usually when I've got the form, most of the time people did what they intended to do. No, 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 the norm is they didn't do what they intended to do. And it makes me, it leaves me scratching my head. I'm like, what? And that has shown me, and it, it's, it's shown me, actually it's not the right word. It's reminded me based on a lot of previous experiences, previous experiences I've had too, that many people struggle to do what they intended to do. It's a skill. It's an underdeveloped skill in many people. And it holds them back with their language learning as well as other elements of their life because they intend to do so many things, but they have no relationship with themselves. They have no relationship of accountability with themselves. Their word means nothing to them. Now, you might think it means something, but it doesn't because they say, I'm not gonna eat that chocolate. And then they do the next day. I'm gonna start my workout program tomorrow. And then they don't. I'm gonna study this language tomorrow instead of today. And they don't. They make so many promises with them to themselves that they don't deliver on. And that means they're doing it for other people too, probably. Some people are better with others than others. Some people make promises to others and they keep those promises way more readily than they keep promises to themselves. That definitely happens. Um, but the point I'm trying to make here is people make promises to themselves and a lot of people do not have the practice of A, being careful with what they promise and B, when they do make that promise, doing everything in their power to make sure that they, they deliver on that promise they made to themselves. It's a skill that many lack. You know, it's funny, the past month, December, has reminded me of my previous line of work when I worked at a window cleaning franchise and I used to run a window cleaning. I used to be a franchisee for four years and then for about uh, maybe hard to count, but a year, a year and a half to two and a half years, I also worked on the franchisor side of things. This is all nerdy franchise lingo, but it's not important for the story, what it means. So <clears throat> I had multiple supervisors or people that would, you know, franchisors I would report to or whatnot. And they told me, they all told me the same thing. This was in a sales context, but it definitely applies to various other elements of life too, including language learning. You don't always have full control over the results of your actions, but you do have full control over what you do and what you promise. Let me say that again. You don't always have full control over the results of your actions, but you do have full control over what you promise you'll do and what you actually do. So what they would always say in that franchise, and it was a, a very important life lesson that I, I've taken to heart, 
When you tell them you're going to do something, we would make these plans on how many hours of sales calls we're going to do, how many hours of going door to door we're going to do. We'd make these sort of basic, reasonably basic sales plans because we were young and a lot of the franchisees were young at that time. And so they would actually have to build out schedules to help you, they do it with you, to really help figure out how you're going to hit the franchise targets while you're while you're a full-time student because I was a full-time student by the way while running a window cleaning franchise so they would really help you map that out and they would always say don't tell us don't say you're going to do 10 hours of sales calls and then not do 10 hours of sales calls that doesn't make sense if you do your 10 hours but you miss the intended sales target okay no problem that's that that's it's it's a problem but we can fix that but if you tell us you're going to do 10 hours, you better do 10 hours. Figure that out. We have to figure that out. You have to do what you say you're going to do. Because otherwise you just lied. Otherwise you're lying. And your actions are totally in your control. It's just a skill. Now people might say, well, Azrin, things, things come up, things get in the way. Well, actually, you'd be surprised that, here's the thing, things do come up. Of course things come up. And there will be off weeks where things don't go as planned. But they should be off weeks. The norm should be that things go according to plan. And that you figure it, you, you do what you said to yourself you're going to do. And one time out of 20, once out of 20, once out of 15, things don't go exactly as you thought. The norm should be, because if you're telling me, well, Asmund, sometimes things come up. I agree with you. Sometimes things come up. Not always. And people use sometimes things come up or often. And what they mean, they're saying sometimes, but in their life, when you actually look at what's happening, often things are getting in the way. Often things come up and they weren't able to do whatever they thought they're going to be able to do. And that's not right. So what do you do about this? Well, number one, I'm hopeful. Hopefully this podcast is making you aware of this. Many people don't even realize this. So what can you do about this? Number one, now you're aware. Number two, when you plan to do something, you have to over plan. If you think you're going to do two hours of language practice in a week, you better plan for four. Because guess what? It's not going to go according to plan. <laughs> Unless you're highly diligent and extremely skilled at planning and very good. You're highly, highly skilled. It's not going to go as planned. You're going to forget that you had some family dinner. Someone's going to call you right when you're going to sit down to study. Um, your laptop's going to break. You're going to wake up with the flu, like stuff's going to come up. It's just how it is, right? Especially if you're not used to it. So plan for double one. Well, it depends on, let's say 1.5 to two times, whatever you actually intend to do, plan to do double. Here's another, here's another strategy to make sure that when you intend to do something, the thing you intend to do happens. If a deadline is Sunday for something, Plan to have it done at least 48 hours in advance. So whatever you're intending to do, whatever it is, it has to happen 48 hours before you're intending to do it. Meaning, if you're intending for something to be done by Wednesday, you got to have it done by Monday. You've got to have it done by Monday. That's how you actually plan things out. That's called front loading. You front load schedules. You don't back load schedules. People backload their schedules. You got to front load your work. Front load it, don't backload it. Because you're going to need the backup time, almost certainly, if you're not very skilled at planning and, and 
and keeping your word to yourself. Okay, so let's recap. I've given you, now you're aware. Oh, you might be thinking to yourself, oh, wow, I really do say a lot of things to myself that don't happen. That's a problem. Okay, that's number one, you're aware. Number two, plan double what, 1.5 times to double the time that you think it's gonna take to do the thing that you're gonna do. Number three, you've gotta front load it. Have it done minimally 48 hours before the day that you actually wanna have XYZ thing done by. Does that make sense? 48 hours. So that's gonna help a lot. I think those are some very tangible, practical pieces of advice. Another one, this is much harder to do and I don't think anyone's actually gonna do it. Hopefully one of you does. But in fact, if you want, actually, here's a good idea. If you want, if you're, if you're gonna do this, send me a message on, on, on Instagram. I can give you a template for this because I have one. Um, one thing I recommend you do is every, pick one day a week. Maybe it's every Sunday, every Monday, pick a day of the week. Take half an hour to do the following. Set some, set some goals for the upcoming week for your languages. Your goals can be probably in the beginning, if you're new at this, your goal should probably be how many hours of study you do. That's probably the most generalized piece of advice I can give. These are called process-oriented goals. You have two types of goals. You have process-oriented goals and you have results-oriented goals. Results-oriented goals means you're going to learn this many words. You're going to progress and you're going to achieve this level. And results-oriented goals when it comes to language learning, um, it's a bit of, it's a more complex process. It's a bit more complex, especially if you're doing it week by week. It's a bit more complex. Um, and it's not something that, to be honest, even me, like, I don't know if I can give, I don't have quite enough experience doing that with myself and with seeing with others to give like really good advice right now. But process oriented goals, meaning how much time you put in and what you do at that time, that's amazing already. That's a great way to go. So make it process-oriented goals. How many hours of speaking? How many hours of listening? How many hours of blah, blah, blah? How many hours of apps? Whatever you do, you get to pick your decision, okay? So every week, pick a day of the week, same day of the week every time. Sit down, figure out next week, what are your goals? How many hours are you gonna put? put what, are they go, what is it going towards? And plan them out. When are you gonna do it? Monday at this time, Tuesday at this time. Write this all down. Remember to plan extra time. You always have to plan backup slush time because things are not gonna go as you thought they would. So always have extra slush time, okay? 1.5 to two times the amount of time you thought you'd need, okay? You're gonna do that. Then the following week on that same day, you're gonna review the previous week's goals. Did you hit them or did you miss them? You're then gonna identify drivers and restrainers. Drivers meaning what helped you to achieve the progress that you did. Even if you missed the goal, by the way, you still have drivers. Because maybe you wanted to do five hours of studies and you did two, which is not very good. But you might say, well, the two hours I did do, one thing that drove me, that helped me get to two done, was I, I did some studying first thing in the morning. And, I was, and that, time, that was the one time a day I really had energy. Now you've learned for next week, you better plan your hours in the mornings. So you're gonna identify what are the well, you're gonna identify whatever the drivers were, and then you identify the restrainers. And the restrainers might be, oh, my friend came over, this happened, that happened, I was tired, whatever. Who the who the heck knows what they are? You write those down. Then you have to see how can you avoid those restrainers from happening in the future. Like what could you what could have you done? Take accountability. 
take some learning from that and then you make your plan for the next week and you try again and you make another you set some goals again you plan it out when will you put the time in how many hours of study how many hours of speaking how many apps how many this how many that very difficult to do but it makes you take your word very seriously I need to revamp some of the students I work with and I need to become it's my fault it's my fault that they're I need to be I need to hold them account I need to do a better job of holding them accountable I'm not doing a good enough job holding them accountable um, and I need to fix that so so yeah I want to talk about that because it's definitely on my mind the final thing it's a bit of a sh it's a what's the word it's a plug Um. Actually, no, it's not a plug. I'm going to plug that completely separately. I'll make a separate post about it. So have a wonderful rest of your evening, morning, day, whatever it is for you right now as you're listening. I hope this was a useful podcast episode for you and we will speak very, very soon. Bye for now.